Hey, this is Chuck, and you are listening to Fans with Bands, the podcast where we talk to the fans and the bands they dig about life, music, and whatever the hell else we want to talk about. Today on Fans with Bands, we are talking to Salvation's End. Check it out. Yeah, see, isn't that nice? Recording in progress. That was nice. Yeah. So, hey, this is Chuck with Fans with Bands, and I am talking to Brandon, Tim, Dave, Sean, and TJ from Salvation's End. How are you guys doing? Yeah, what's going on? What's, going what's on, up? Awesome. And we also have a fan, Crystal. Crystal, how's it going? It's going good. Excellent. Fantastic. Uh, so, Tim, I got to thank you so much for reaching out because somehow I totally got out of the loop as to uh, Salvation's End. And, the, you know, I listened to the song Monarch and I was like, fuck, this is so awesome. Um, because it has that, you know, the the classic clean vocals, which is were fantastic. And then the the riffs, that dark melodic uh, sound, which I love, uh, which reminds me of Nevermore. Um, just that powerful, you know, heavy brooding music with the clean vocals. So it's a fantastic combination. One of my favorite combinations of metal music. So thank you so much for bringing that to my attention. And then I realized that TJ was in the band and uh, not, you know, no disrespect to everybody else, but fucking heard T TJ play with Halloween and Euphoria. And I've, uh, I'm a huge fan of yours, man. So um, happy about this band and happy to talk to you guys. I appreciate it, man. So the words that you use to describe the band is pretty spot on too, because TJ and I had the biggest hand in writing Monarch. And my, obviously Rob Helford is my idol. Priest is my favorite band awesome. and him Nevermore and Loomis. Loomis. So like you pretty much yeah. nailed it. Like yeah. <laughs> Jeff Loomis is the reason that <laughs> I'm a guitar player nowadays, much like Halford is more than likely the reason he's a, a clean singer nowadays. So mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, well, you know, back in the day when I first heard the first Nevermore album and I heard uh, Jeff Loomis playing, I'm like, Oh my God, that guy. And then, you know, combined with, um, World Dane was like, Jesus Christ, this is, you know, match made in heaven. So I'm stoked that you guys are doing this type of music because I love it. Um, so you got the one song, Monarch, but w where's the rest? I, I mean, I know you had an album prior. I did listen to that and it's really cool, but I think you've stepped it up on this new song. Um, the, pr the production just alone is, is much better than the last album. Um, and then, you know, Tim, you your vocals. So I'm, I'm curious, when's the, when's the rest of that package coming out? So the goal is probably somewhere in the February range for us to release the remainder of the EP. Um, I know we've had a couple setbacks as far as getting the next tune out there, mm -hmm. but, um, the next single we release is going to be the title track for the EP. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be called the architect. Um, awesome. that's going to be the name of the EP and that's going to be the next song we put out. And, um, if you guys catch us out there live, uh, that's our closer. That's a song that we play last. And, um, probably one of the heavier ones too. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, uh, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. If you thought Monarch was heavy, this is a completely different animal. Yeah. Oh really? Holy crap. Well, yeah. Completely different. <laughs> really in your face. Really riff, riffy driven. It's, it's, yeah, I, it's, it still has melodic moments to it, but I yeah. would say it's more like borderline thrash. Yeah. Oh shit! It is half as many high notes, but it's still pretty cool. Yeah, if you like that sort of thing, <laughs> it's, it's something you take something you take into battle for sure. Yeah, awesome, yeah. awesome. So, yeah, so like end of January, end of January, maybe beginning of February is the uh, realistic time frame mm -hmm. for the entire EP to be out, and then Architect maybe hopefully a couple weeks, couple yeah. weeks oh, before cool. we put Architect out. Yeah. Yep. Fantastic. Well, I can't wait to get the whole thing, man. I, I'll be, I, I'm hoping you'll have it on Bandcamp or somewhere where I can like buy it and download it and, and enjoy. I'm probably going to be like, everywhere. Apple, Amazon. Yeah. 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 yeah, pretty much everywhere you can get music. As, shit, we oh, can well. give it to them early for a hundred bucks. Now that's a bargaining guy right there. Fuck I'm yeah. talking about. <laughs> we got we got to eat. <laughs> so uh, I want to kind of step back and and get kind of the backstory because uh, it you know in researching you guys a little bit you know there's obviously been a 
a change in the you know in in vocals and some other arrangements. So how did the current incarnation of Salvation Zen get together? What was the idea behind that? Well, yeah. So uh, what ended up happening was uh, you know when I was in Halloween, we uh, did a European tour back in 2012, and when I got back, I was quick so inspired. It was a quick little flex. Quick little flex. <laughs> <laughs> No, um, when we got back, I was just like so inspired that I wanted to kind of write my own music. And uh, I'm more into like the modern, heavier stuff. So like Nevermore and Symphony X and, you know, bands like that's very guitar driven stuff. So I started writing what would be the first album. And uh, actually, one of the songs we do live right now was the first one that he and I worked on ever mm -hmm. together. And, and in 2012. Uh, 2012. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, Pretty much what happened is that <clears throat> I just don't think we were really ready at that point. You know, we had a yeah. lot of stuff we were doing and working on. Yeah, and, and at that point, I was real early on in even exploring these type of vocals because prior to this, I was a death metal vocalist for really? my entire time. Yeah. yeah. So, like, I uh, still don't believe it. I haven't heard it. I've shown it to you, man. <laughs> but I was a death metal singer prior to this. And, like, my heart has always been in, like, this style of vocal. Even as a death metal singer, I was only a death metal singer because that's the only way you could be in a band. Because aside from, like, my buddy's band, Wolfhook, there was nobody else doing it. Yeah. And then, like, going and seeing them live, I was like, holy shit, people actually like this? I'm just going to rip high notes, I guess. <laughs> Well, eventually what ended up happening was I, um, you know, released the first album with, uh, you know, session vocalists and yeah. uh, a couple of session musicians. And um, I was like, okay, that's cool. And uh, I don't know, I think about 2019 is when Tim and I like started talking again. It's like, okay, I really want to take this and turn it into like a live band. That way yeah. we can actually play out some of these songs and write other ones, you know, keep it going. Because uh, the first album was good. I thought we had a solid product there. Yep. But I'm always trying to push the envelope, like, more you know and um all of a sudden i met dave and yeah the that was funny three because of us we're all yeah, in a band yeah. together and that yeah. wasn't working out so well so like with me and tj because me and tj talked originally about teaming up for the day the first album yeah. but at the time i didn't think you know i was gonna, I, I felt like it was more suitable for a traditional power metal singer right. which i'm not and um i joined based off an email yeah <laughs> oh, that was what you dude that was like that's one of my favorite stories to tell dude. because i sent him i sent him monarch like the rough demo of it yeah <laughs> dave was just like yeah i don't know man because he only met me like two or three times so he's just like i don't know man and he's like uh you know how's his music sound and he sent him uh monarch and i had what, to work at four in the morning the next day and i was on the <laughs> phone with this guy like at shit midnight like no doing this yeah call sean yeah. call nick <laughs> before you yeah, yeah what was... ended up happening was uh he, he he told me that he got a call from him like 45 seconds later after he lets to the track. Was... he's like i'm in yeah so the way it worked was like i guess tj wanted to move from a studio project to a full functioning live band we were all in a yeah, different in a different band together me sean um our old guitar player nick um, and things were working out well. And TJ got a hold of me and it was just like the right, the right time. Like he right. was like, Hey, I'm thinking about making this a full fledged thing. Would you be interested in doing it now? And I was like, yeah. funny, you should ask because <laughs> like the, all like four fifths of our current band wants to start a new band and we're looking for a new guitar player. So why don't we just team up and yeah, it's see if it work out. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. You've got like the story of like, Look, you hear me that? Donald, you got a cool story. Yeah, so the way I met uh, Tim and TJ, the previous band uh, Tim and I were in, uh, Dave was in it too. TJ was actually the original guitar player when I joined that band, and he left. And uh, our old guitar player, Nick, was actually <coughs> replaced TJ, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, I met the band through uh, Craigslist, oh, band, yeah. actually. <laughs> uh, I'm the only one who uh, didn't really eat meet organically. I mean, TJ, Brandon, obviously cousins. Tim, they, we, they met through a uh, mutual friend, uh, Kyle. I met everyone through just face or no, just by chance, was... really. And then he showed up and like, how old were you at the time? I was, uh, I was 19 at the time. And I did not nice. believe it. I'm like, let's see your ID, dude. Get out of your parents. Know you're here. He's our, yeah. he's our baby Jason Newstead. Yeah. Oh. I came from a, uh, 
playing a bunch of punk bands actually before I was in metal bands. Like what Tim was saying about death metal vocals, like when uh, he was like, you know, I couldn't join any like metal bands with clean vocals. It was like I couldn't join any metal bands because I didn't know any metal people. I was stuck in punk for a while, so right. it's nice being in an actual metal band. Right. Well, and I have to imagine that's kind of a, um, a the intensity, the aggression of punk, and then put it in with the kind of like the 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 technical, you know, because the the music you guys play is is fairly technical. Um, so it. It's it's got to be a good melding to have that aggression, but then just kind of amp it up and put some really cool technical riffing in there. That's what I was always missing for me in playing punk. I always miss like the technicality of it and the musicianship. Even. Like punk has like great songs, you know. Yeah. Oh but, yeah. You know, like yeah. musicianship was also very important to me. And that's also kind of a cool dynamic that Sean adds to this band is like, um, like having punk roots. Like some of us playing like. You know, way way more yeah, aggressive. It's, it's different like than, yeah. than a lot of metal bass players and even like his stage appearance like the stage presence like his punk roots kind of show through in a really cool way kind of like in an iron maiden first two iron maiden albums way and it's really oh, really thanks, cool man. yeah he's, he's definitely yeah. a bass player you're gonna pay attention to well yeah that's 100%. the thing is that it was dude i'm i was so used to kind of so being the only guy that really moves on, on the stage <laughs> you know <laughs> yeah. like halloween and everything it's only me and brian but i get to jam with these guys and all four of the people in front move, and I'm like, yeah. oh my god, energy is yeah. just so like intense. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> At our last show, I, I had not one but two mouthfuls of sweaty ass hair. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, Brandon, how did how did you end up getting into the fold? Uh, well, it was cool. Me, me, yeah. So, <laughs> me, me and DJ were in a band with uh, Brian Thomas from Halloween. We were in a band called Ass for like, what, like seven, eight years? Yeah. We, so we've, we've had a lot of experience playing together. And also, me and TJ, we're cousins, obviously. We, we, are, we grew up really close, you know, really, really good family. And, uh, cool. you know, we started playing guitar kind of at the same time. And, you know, it's, it's for a while he was trying to get me to jam with Salvation Zen. And I just, our writing styles and our style of playing was we play really well together, but I just never thought that I would really be a good fit. And then finally he talked me into coming to practice and uh, we played a couple songs and then it's just been gone hell ever since, you know? Nice. Yeah. It, again, like Brandon is a piece that we needed that we didn't even know we needed. Like the energy with him, like we, like Nick previously was great. Like we had a great time jamming and everything, you know, it was working, but like, like the dynamic that Brandon added just from like a, a weird, like, blood related lock that these two have on guitar and then just like the energy on stage was a boost that we didn't know that we needed and we ended up getting nice awesome yeah so um i'm curious like what the you know i have some ideas but um what band or musician like influenced each of you to want to become a musician yourself would you be? We'll go this way. Oh, dude, Alexi Leho for Chiller all day. Oh. That is that is all time favorite guitar player. You know, rest in peace. Yes, but uh, you know, I was crushed when unfortunately he passed away. But you know, it's the dynamic of, of his of his element as a musician has just always inspired me to just just be a part of music in general, even even vocally too, because I I try to you know scream as well i guess but like yeah. guitar playing was always always alexa leo and i'm also influenced for bullet by valentine love patch he's, he's a monster it's hundred <laughs> awesome awesome Sean? Sean? uh i started with a lot of like classic rock actually like kiss aerosmith acdc motley crew though is nice. my favorite band ball nice for sure very nice yeah yeah, I also loved uh, Johnny Cash back in the day. Started oh, playing yeah. guitar up. Mom said that he was like a blue bluesgrass guitarist. So oh really? Inspired me. Very but, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very underrated. So oh, hell yeah. My main influence, Lars Ulrich, my second father. <laughs> I've been watching. I've been watching the box set for a live shit binge and purge once a week since I was shit, probably two years old. I still watch it once <laughs> this day. He lived with me. He can he can back me up on that. It's three times. <laughs> 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 
Nothing. I don't know. I'm just a Metallica diehard fan. But it, it's crazy because like when you hear you're playing, like it's. I, I know. I trust me. I know. Like that's your second father, but like it's it's crazy. Like you're just you're a way different drummer than yeah, like, yeah, Lars. But yeah. in a way, it's it's really cool. If it, so, watching Lars play when I was a little kid, and my dad had uh, I had a Tama. What is it? A Tama Swing Star, an '80s Tama Swing Star kit. When I was two years old, and um, watching that live footage of Lars just beat the shit out of that Art Star Two, I've been wanting it since I was a little kid. I got something similar now. Shit, when did I get that? Two years ago. I don't even play it. I just got it to look at. <laughs> but it's just, he's the only reason I played drums. Like that's why I started in the first place. Like, don't get me wrong, I have a lot of other influences and stuff like that. But for sure, my main right there, Lars Ulrich, Metallica. Yeah, hell yeah. I can go on it. for hours. Bro. Oh, yeah. Dude, you Same. can skip over here. Yeah, mine's I fairly know, obvious. Say, <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, you, if you listen to Monarch, obviously mine is Rob Halford. Yeah. Like, not only is he my favorite singer, he's my favorite mammal. And I've got two kids. <laughs> <laughs> uh, There's like nothing wrong with having a little bit of man love, man. It's okay. It's, oh, it's yeah. Like, okay. like Halford is the best. Like, my back in 2000, my, my dad took me to my first concert which was uh, the Brave New World tour for Iron Maiden. Oh, nice. And I was super excited to see Maiden. And then uh, it was Maiden, Queensryche, and then Halford, his solo band. And they opened the show. And like I'll never forget like being a kid and seeing that leather-clad stud walk out right to <laughs> the middle of the stage and start blasting those highs like, for the song Resurrection. And I was like, yeah. that's the only thing I want to be when I grow up. I want to be <laughs> Rob Halford. <laughs> so yeah, Halford, that's my main guy. Who's your second? Dickinson. Dickinson? Okay, third, oh. Right. Third, the Ripper. Tim Owens. Rip? Tim Owens, yeah. Tim Owens. Oh, we are opening yeah. for tomorrow, and I'm very excited. I know. Look, That's I just got to bring some heat. We're playing the Ripper's funeral tomorrow night. <laughs> 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 we still have nothing but love, though. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's it for me. Alfred, Bruce, and Tim Owens. That Those are my guys. And then, obviously, you know, what kind of metal singer would I be if I didn't mention Theo? Uh, I was going to say, because I, I hear, I was going to ask you, because I, I hear a little bit of Dio in some, when you, when you get away from the highs, you have yeah. a little bit of that. Uh, Crooning. Yeah, I guess. What, yeah, yeah. That's a good, yeah. That's a good one for it. Yeah. 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 Yep. And that's like, this is like a different approach I try to take. Cause like, I like, to me, like I try to avoid all like the typical power metal stereotypes that you expect about a power metal singer. So like a lot of my singing singing that isn't all highs i try to take like almost like a crooner approach to it and really play with notes and play with tones and like uh just do some things that aren't as typical for a metal singer sometimes well received sometimes it's not but yeah yeah that like even like i said like a dean martin sinatra-esque mindset to some of the choruses yeah yeah hell yeah uh, so TJ, I, I already know, but go, go ahead and yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jeff Loomis, Nevermore, obviously is a huge one. Um, yeah. Michael Romeo, and, yeah, they're absolutely incredible. Um, yeah, that guy is a monster songwriter. Yeah. Um, who I'm really getting into is uh, X Mortis <laughs> lately. X Mortis, those guys are absolutely insane. Yes, um, dude, I saw I, those guys open up for Cannibal Corpse in Toledo. Fucking, it was the first time I ever saw him. Blew me away. I was like. Yeah, I swear, Conan is like Conan. A yeah. modern. Their guitar player's name is Conan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, that guy, that guy is incredible, incredible songwriter. And just watching that guy play, I learned so much. It, yeah. It's it's amazing. That but, whole... uh, he's got me into Black Dahlia more recently, and Brandon Ellis is absolutely amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. just saw, I actually saw those guys in Detroit, and that just they kicked ass. Um, Black Dahlia. Yeah, um, but you know, I would have to say, yeah, uh, obviously Chris Broderick and Dusty and some of like the you know modern virtuosos yep. uh, are that's pretty much what I'm into now. So I, yeah. I like the I like I write guitar driven music, man. So you know, I like listening to a lot of guitar driven music. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's you know I uh, I love it too. Um, I'm nowhere near the 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 uh, virtuosity of you. Um, but I definitely love uh, listening to those guitar players and then thinking about what if I ever could play like that, but it won't happen, but you know, uh, it's awesome, man. Um, so See, I've always wanted to play guitar. 
Yeah, so I tried bad. once and it was too fucking hard, so I gave up. I, I like girls. And if you so play guitar, if you play guitar, you gotta carry shit, which is a bummer too. So no thanks. Yeah. Well, now you can you can just have like a um you know one of those modelers and just carry that around and plug it into the PA and you're good to go. Absolutely. That's what he's got. <laughs> no, that's what I'm running. I'm running a Kemper profiling app, and uh, Brandon's running a Line Six uh, Pod Go. And, oh uh, really? Awesome. Yeah. Thing I've ever, yeah, they bought investment ever. They yep. bought cars. I had to buy a truck, and now I got to buy a trailer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the drummer always gets the shaft in the band. That's a, that's. There's oh no yeah. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> there's no way to downsize that thing. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, Tim kind of touched on the one of the other questions I like to get into, and that's. Uh, the first concert that you ever went to. Um, so I know Tim went to see Halford. Um, Dave, what was your first concert? So there was a, um, when I was a, I don't know, it's, it's, it's like between two. So when I was younger, there was a band called a uh, hump. New kids on the block. I wish. <laughs> no, there was a, uh, there was a band called hump. They were uh, one of my neighbor's bands. That was like a battle of the bands thing. I think that was at the token lounge, but my first like real, real concert, uh, it was poison skid row and Vince. <coughs> really? I don't remember the year that. Yeah. I, what? I, wow. I do not remember what year that was. Holy God. Yeah. It was, uh, I'm not that old. So it probably wasn't that long ago. <laughs> Dave is actually one year older today. Yes. Oh, today really? is Happy birthday, man. Happy birthday. Awesome. Hey, uh, so we got uh, somebody joined. Uh, Anthony. Yeah. What up? What's happening, man? <laughs> you go by Anthony or Tony? Uh, either or. All right, cool. Uh, so how do you know these guys? Uh, Brandon's actually my best friend. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <Yeah>. Awesome. <laughs> Brandon's band. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so Coming we're tomorrow? Yeah, I'm coming tomorrow for sure. Oh yeah. So we were just going through first concerts. We heard Dave's first concert. How about Sean? What was yours? Uh, it was Kiss at Cobo Hall, uh, 2009. Nice. Very it was nice. Uh, Kiss Live, the uh, 35th anniversary. That was sick. It was just Kiss. It was just uh, no. It was Kiss and uh, Buck Cherry. Their concerts were loud. Oh, Kiss? Mm -hmm. It was pretty loud. Same yeah, cool. twice, but yeah. Yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah awesome first concert for sure. Yeah, hell yeah, man. Uh, uh, Brandon, how about you? Uh, so actually, like, I can't remember, but technically, it was uh, TJ's dad and my dad were actually in a band uh, a long time ago called Sin City. And uh, I was literally shitting in diapers when I went to their shows. <laughs> Technically, that was my first show. But, like, um, my first real one, like, not knocking off Dave, but uh, it was Gigantour, I think, 2008. Wow. 2008. Yeah, 2008. 2008. Yeah, yeah, so Megadeth was headlining. Uh, Job for a Cowboy was in opening up. In that Flames was, was second. But we really... Like I said, Jonah Bodum is my all-time favorite band. Like, yeah. So they were direct support from Megadeth, and it was funny. Funny story. Me and TJ were taking a piss. <laughs> we were taking, we were literally taking a piss, and we heard them open up with the song Six Pounder," and I, I, did, I couldn't even zip up quick enough to run out and just. It was, it was the greatest moment of our life. See my idol up there, just in, in the flesh. It was, oh man, it was awesome. R.I.P. Alexi. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Oh yeah. Uh, TJ, how about you? Um. All right, so my first concert was actually uh, the okay. same festival as Gigantor, but it was the first one um, in 2005. And that one was all my favorite bands. I mean, I saw uh, Symphony X, uh, Dream Theater, Fear Factory, which I really dig those guys a lot. Yeah. Um, and, uh, of course, Nevermore. But I was 15 years old, and I had short hair. I mean, I looked like a dork, dude. I swear <laughs> to God. I've got short hair right now. <laughs> what a nerd. Yeah. You've got short hair. Dude, but dude, I, I mean, I just he, I he gets he gets his power coat on, and now he's somebody just cutting us to pieces, dude. Where'd you get that? <laughs> no, um, but uh, when I it was it was crazy yeah, because dang. I remember going oh, to the uh, the festival. It was your Harley? Did you park your Harley? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yep. No, um, but I remember uh, going there, and 
I just seeing the atmosphere, I was just like, oh my God, this is incredible. Because, you know, there's, there's like a lot of metal fans that were just there and yeah. uh, it felt just different, you know? Um, yeah. So what ended up happening is, you know, I was sitting in these, uh, these seats and Nevermore came up and they closed with Enemies of Reality. And instantly I was just like, I want to play like that guy. So, awesome, yeah. man. Really uh, so Anthony, how about you? What was, what was your first concert? My first concert was actually uh, Little Wayne. Little Wayne. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> Very nice. It was um, a lot of fun. It's funny that you said job for a cowboy. That is one band that, and anytime they come through, I will never miss anything with Johnny Davey. They come a long way musically. I wasn't a big fan of them in the beginning because it was just constant. They just yeah. Uh, when we went to go see them. They were just starting their whole death metal yeah uh, uh, sound. Yeah. And uh, they, I mean, they killed it that day. Yeah. I don't even get excited for concerts anymore. But the ones that I'll always go see is the Black Dahlia, Metallica, Bullet for My Valentine. Um, uh, Carcass should be coming soon. Yeah, um, Carcass, uh, my god, dude. I, I'm a huge dude. Carcass fan. Yeah. Fuck dude, yeah. That new album they came out with, dude. I, the, the, I mean. They stuck to their roots. I love it. I, yeah, me too. I, I got into Carcass when, because uh, I struggled like around the time that Nevermore came out, you know? So I'd been in like a um, kind of speed metal, thrash, power metal band like way back in the day. And then um, like early 90s, I think we broke up like 95, but around then, you know, like the only kind of metal that I was used to like Maiden and Priest and shit like that, right? And then, um, had never listened to, like didn't, we played with a bunch of death metal bands where i really didn't get into them except for one um lucifer's hammer i don't know if you ever heard of that band kind of a black metal band from jackson they're if you look them up they're crazy is it lucifer yeah lucifer's hammer and then oh, lucifer's okay, so yeah lucifer's hammer and then the other one was demented ted from uh, uh chicago if you ever find their album it's fantastic but anyway i really didn't get into heavy music until buddy of mine gave me at the gates um uh, hell yeah hell yeah, <laughs> yeah. The, the, slaughter the, one, of the, soul. Uh, the one before slaughter of soul that, that's the one i got the one with the, the kind of that red hand uh what is, what is that name it's got the beautiful wound on it anyway uh and then carcass heartwork and i was like what the fuck this is so fucking awesome so yeah been a huge carcass fan ever since um but anyway i diverge uh so Anthony, do you have any questions for these guys? I do. I have one question prepared. All right, go. In a free-for-all, who's coming out on top? <laughs> Between us? 100%. Yep. 100%. I'll, five put, you. I'll put money down. <laughs> In a free-for-all. <laughs> now, uh, uh, Brandon, why do you feel that you uh, would – Trump everybody else. Because I date sex. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. No, I just honestly. No, it's uh, uh, honestly, I just, I just feel like uh, I got what it takes. You know, I'm like these fucks. <laughs> there you go. That's how it is. You know, That's we game. This was the missing link we needed. Yeah, exactly. See, I would just wait for these guys to like beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> and, then, and then I would, okay, I'll, I'll take on whoever's standing last. Nope. Right. Yeah, we got five members of the band for a reason. <laughs> Brandon's all tired out from dealing with the other guys, and then TJ walks mm -hmm. over and goes, dude, you're done. Yeah, dude, are you? You're done, man. You're tired. Give me that belt. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> so um, they call that Brandon. They call that big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Prove <laughs> 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 Yeah. Uh, so uh, kind of along the same lines as the first concert. What was the first uh, either album, CD, tape? Uh, download that you guys bought with your own money, or it could have been gifted to you. Okay. Oh man, that's a good uh, one. Tim, yeah. how about you? All right. So the first one I bought with my own money was Halford's Resurrection. It was right. after that. Like yeah, like I, I like I literally I was a kid and like I, you know, I had an allowance and like 
mowing lawns and shit. And I literally spent money on that one because after seeing Halford live, I was like, again, just blown away. Still am. Like every time I see Priest now, like when Halford walks on stage, I feel like somebody's poured a cold bucket of water on me. I get so fucking pumped to see Rob Halford. But <laughs> when did that album come out? I feel like two thousand. That was your first album that I bought myself. I can't remember, dude. I was. I thought you were like forty. I was, <laughs> I was up until then, like I was more into like sports and shit like that. Okay. Oh, so like, yeah. but yeah, like, and then I think the first album that anybody gifted me was my stepdad. Um, I think he gave me an extra copy of Best of the Beast, the Iron Maiden greatest hits. Yeah, which kind of got me into them too. So the first, I don't remember which one of those two I got first, but they're still the same two favorite bands I have now. That right there was anything with Rob Halford singing and Iron Maiden. Awesome, Uh, Dave. How about you? Um, I wish Dad was here. I stole everything he had. (laughs) Um, if it came to Dawkins, Skid Row, Warrants, um, Cinderella was a big one. But the the main one that sits on the mantle to this day is uh, Injustice for All by Metallica. Nice. Kill them all. Every Metallica album, I just had it at my disposal, so I could, you know, from the day that I could walk. You know, that's so, what sucks about our show tomorrow, is that, yay, hooray for us, we're opening for the but we're up against Sebastian Bach in the 30 year anniversary of Slave the Grind, and I want to go see that. <laughs> They're all going to be at our show. Yeah, that's right. I know. That's right. Uh, Sean, how about yeah, you? Yeah, TJ yeah. loves TJ loves Sebastian Bach. Yeah. All right. Injustice yeah. for all. Who's next? <laughs> <laughs> He's got Sorry, Sebastian Bach tattoo. All right. So metalheads are gonna hate this, but the first uh, album I ever bought with my own money was Blackville Brides. Uh, we said she's ruins. The first album they ever released the day it nice. came out. Oh. I I listen. I know they're controversial. I fucking love Blackfield Brides to death. Can you edit? Can you edit this out? For saying bullet for my Valentine, dude. We're right there. Yeah, that's true. I guess, but like, Jake, the guitar work on that album is phenomenal. Drummer, the drumming, great. Everything about that album is awesome. And man, it's an awesome album. Yeah. There, there's nothing wrong with having like a, a diverse palette. So, so I always think no, like, uh, never that, that somebody, have, unless somebody throws in weird, weird Al, and then I'm like, well, dude, I'm just going to uh, say this too. There is no such thing as a guilty pleasure. I probably, right. dude, I listen to gangster rap more than anything. <laughs> like, <laughs> it is unreal. Thanks. How much I listen to. <laughs> yeah. Rest <laughs> in pit. Uh, Brandon, how about you, man? So I, I'm uh, in the same boat as Dave. You know, I, I my dad really, you know, grew up shoving like '80s glam metal down my throat. Not really. I wouldn't really consider Skid Row as glam metal, but like I, I really like you know Poison, Warrant, like you said. Yep. Skid Row, I'm a huge Skid Row fan as well. But first album I, I definitely bought with my own money was uh, I dated remembers Homesick uh, when they came out. I think what 2000. Oh, I remember. Something like that. Yeah, Anthony was actually there with me. Yeah, we were there. We bought the deluxe. <laughs> It came with it had the whole CD, which was amazing, along with their live set in Switzerland, and it also had this like is this, this the one that's the, the two pack? Yes, yes. I have that in the closet. <laughs> it's a two pack, and it had like a like an eight eight episode like um, show of like their recording of Homesick, and it was just it was really cool to like. So obviously, I'm a huge dater. I'm, obviously, I'm repping them right now. I love a dater. Remember, Jerry McKinnon, if you're listening to this, I love you. But, um, you know, it's, it's just really cool. It's just to see, like, the type of musicians they are outside of the music, you know, just to see, yeah. like, you know, because I relate to a lot of them, too. Like, personality-wise, how they joke around with their friends. Anthony can abide that, too. Like, it's 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 really cool. A dater, remember, homesick for me, 100%. Fantastic. Uh, TJ? Uh, so, the first album I ever bought was uh, Paradise Lost by Symphony X. I remember nice. uh, I had some uh, ass shaved up from Christmas, and uh, I went out and I just bought it. Um, and then I had even more cash left over, and I think you'll remember this. Yep. I spent over $120 on Bodum CDs. Every single was available. Every one, every one. I mean, it was, uh, what was it, FYE or whatever it was. I, I cleared them out completely. <laughs> 
Nope. He bought all those CDs and then right to his mom's van and just blasted it. Oh, <laughs> it was I was like, I was like 16 years old. It was awesome, it was dude. Sick, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Your mom's going, why? Why? Yeah. yeah. Just was like, uh, man, don't you got uh, anything like nice to listen to? I was yeah. like, what are you talking about? This yeah. is nice. Listen to that guitar tone. Yeah. Turn up the <laughs> just coming back to the van, like, turn that shit off. <laughs> Anthony, how about you, man? What was the first album you bought? First album I ever bought would probably be as far back as I could think was probably uh saved up dollars and dollars, just getting dollars here and there. Bought Lincoln Park Meteora. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. yeah. Very nice. One of my favorite albums of all time. Yeah, that's a that's a damn good album, man. Fuck yeah. And then as far as like got for free, like what did we not pirate with LimeWire? <laughs> oh yeah. Your computer age. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When that shit happened, man, everything the whole fucking universe became right in our face. Um Absolutely. So if you guys could go anywhere in the world and play with any band um who would that be so let's start with dave if you play anywhere in the world and you could pl- you, you're <coughs> with any band who would that be either bora bora or hawaii so let's start with that all right then i want metallica to be direct support for us that right there <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's yeah, yeah it's a free play. i have to stay with stage baby <laughs> uh uh brandon how about you oh man dude uh unfortunately it'll never happen but definitely bodum even if it's direct support or if we're opening up for them that, that's always been a dream of mine nice. um i would also love to tour with uh after the burial i'm a huge fan of them nice their guitar <coughs> just yeah. chef's kiss all day um also bullet too i guess that yeah. i mean just Dude, just just the vibes they get up on stage and like their their the crowd participation as well. It's just it would just be amazing to be a part of that. Yeah, hell yeah, uh, Sean. That's a good question. I don't know. Let's say dead or alive. Can we do? Both? It could be. It could be. Yeah, it's a total fantasy. <laughs> so it could be a a band dead or alive. Yep. Uh, Finland with death because who doesn't like Finland Shit. and who doesn't like death? Oh, death is yeah. Good. yeah, that's a great yeah, idea. Stop lying. Yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. yeah. TJ hasn't even started yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. I'm not going to top that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think I got go, go it. <laughs> go for it, Tim. Okay. Vakin. Vakin? Right before Judas Priest. I the Judas oh. Priest thing is a bit obvious. But like, yeah, Bakken, main stage Bakken, right before Priest. That way we can watch them from the side of the stage and I can ask Rob Helford to be the godfather of my children. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then also somewhere on the bill earlier in the day would have to be Ice Nine Kills, who's a band I've recently gotten into that I fucking love. And it'd be sweet to watch them too. You're welcome. Thank you, Sean. Sean showed me them. And th- there's nothing about that band I should like, but we showed it to me. I was like, Play that again. <laughs> 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 I fucking love those guys. So yeah, Vakin with Ice Nine Kills somewhere in the mix for us to be able to watch, but yeah. us right before Priest, or Priest on the main stage of Vakin. Nice. And TJ, I would love to tour Japan with Obscura. I would love oh. that so much. I love Obscura. <clears throat> I would love it to be us, Obscura, and X Mortis. Oh that would man! Be- yeah, yeah. So we have to headline all of these except for Tim because I guess for him, yeah, we're not we, that good. We, we are never well. No, we will always be drunk for Priest. We'll, if if we were ever in a position where Priest could open for us, I would deny it because no. When Rob Halford <laughs> sings, no, Rob Halford sings less. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so Tony or Anthony, um. Where would you like to go to a show anywhere in the world, and who would you like to see? If I was musically inclined, I would say I, the best bet for me would say being a band with all my friends just touring America. Awesome. Like, who, who, that would be awesome to just experience. 
And who, who would you, who, with all your who would you like funny. to tour with? Uh, a lot of work. A lot of work. Man, <laughs> definitely a day to remember. I would love for a day to remember. Oh, hell yeah. That would be awesome. Hell yeah, yeah that would be a lot of fun. Very cool. Awesome. Um, So I was uh, kind of curious about, um, you know, still thinking about the music thing and uh, uh do you have any places in uh, in Michigan that you feel are is a venue that is you know really receptive to local music that you would you know want to promote? Mm, Machine shop, right? Yeah, it's always going to be. Yeah, there's 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 quite a few like fan friendly venues. Yep. But I know that's this is a tough one to answer. Like Road Rangers has always been cool. Even though they're ghosting us right now. I'm trying to get his book there sometime in February or March. <laughs> like, they've always been real cool. John Anton at the token, obviously. Yeah. yeah. They got the local legend. Like he's always been cool to work with. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I don't know. There's a lot of cool venues like that are pretty fan or pretty band friendly. Like the new Dodge, we just played there. Like they're they were really easy to work with, super cool. Mm-hmm. Um as far as venues that we want to get to in Michigan, like we're open for business. We're really willing to go anywhere. For me personally, like I really want to get to the music. It wasn't the music, yeah, music factory and music battle factory, right now. We oh. could have played there tonight, but we didn't get enough notice that we got accepted to be on the bill. Oh yeah. Until like With last yesterday, minute. literally oh, yesterday, <laughs> but uh, the music factory in battle Creek. And then I also feel like for us, like Metro Detroit bands, Grand Rapids is probably a pretty untapped market. Like, yeah, that seems yeah. like yeah. an awesome scene. It is. Yeah, there's a really great venue out there, but I can't. Remember the Orbit Room? I, I don't think it's that one. Where? It's like a Grand Rapids. Rapids. Oh, the intersection. Intersection. Yeah, the intersection. I think. Yeah, the intersection. Yeah. yeah. So, like the yeah. western side of the state. I know this is. I'm, I'm not even answering your question. Around here, a lot of the venues are pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. But uh, western side of the state is kind of where I would like to get us next because I feel like. For a band like us, like whether you like us or don't like us, we're pretty unique. Yeah. Like we're going to stand out. And I feel like if, you know, the more markets we could tap into, the better, because that's kind of been my focus trying to get us booked is to try to get us a little bit of everywhere Ohio, Indiana, um, Illinois, Illinois, like, yeah. you know, trying to get us a little bit in Western Michigan too. Because Western Michigan is honestly like, if we want to make a little run, is kind of a necessary gateway for us where we could hit a Battle Creek. Or hit a Grand Rapids on our way to Indiana or Illinois. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually, I mean, what I'd like to have us do, if these guys would agree with me, uh, eventually I'd like to get out to like California because the like, thrash scene out there is absolutely insane. There's like so many good bands out there. Yeah. I can imagine yeah. like opening Warbringer would just be. They yeah. would kick us out so fast. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we would not be allowed back. Nope. <laughs> no, Motley Crue was bad. <laughs> but yeah, like, as far as around here, though, as far as like, and at least in my opinion, I don't know if you guys can think of any others, like the John at the Token has always been an absolute, you know, thanks to John, tomorrow's going to be the first day that my kid gets to come watch us perform live. And that's what yeah, And Dave, awesome. you know, yeah, yeah, he kid Dave's kid's gonna come and be able to see us live just because Don, you know John's just a really cool guy. The Token's a really cool venue. Like they're a lot. I, I would I can't think of a venue specifically that is not band friendly. Like sometimes there could be promoters that are not necessarily band friendly, but I mean that's kind of their job. You know they're trying to make a living too. But dude, my top three in Michigan, dude, is a uh, Machine Shop. <coughs> uh, believe it or not, the Crow Foot Ballroom. That was that's always yeah, a nice Crow place. Crowfoot's cool place. I've never played there yet. That's on my dude. List. I got. I've, I've been pretty uh, fortunate with the amount I've been able to play in the state. But definitely Machine Shop. You don't ever lift a finger there, man. You need yeah, help with gears. You don't touch it. And they're don't super cool it. people there. Super cool. Yeah. Their music. You know. They're. Yeah. They're all music guys. Yeah, I did. I forgot. About I did. I did play DTE. Uh, shit, when no was big that? Like deal. A month or two ago. Yeah. No big deal. No big deal. No big deal. No DTE was. <laughs> I, I I helped him. Uh, I was roading for Dave when he was playing with his other band there, and uh, they thought I was a musician too. And I was I was carrying his drums. Like you don't gotta carry that, dude. Yeah. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, the crew there was. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, the, <laughs> I got out of his job. The crew <laughs> Amazing! It was tremendous. I would have helped, but Judas Priest was in town that night, so I told I had to tell him, like, you know, best of luck to you, buddy. But I'm going to see health. I do got a video. It took what five people to move that drum set. <laughs> <over> <laughs> I got that on video. 
So, so Dave, 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 Dave is also in another band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what, what what band was playing at DTE, Dave? Um, uh, the Creeping Chaos. That's the oh. one that I. I've heard of that band. Awesome, fantastic. Super enthusiastic. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Well, we're here for a different reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's good part of you. That's well, dope. I appreciate it. Oh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so, well, I mean, the one stage that I, I don't like the venue, but the one stage that me and Brand played that we actually really enjoyed, even though it was kind of a shit show, Harpo's. was Harpo's. Harpo's. Oh, we, oh. we played that main stage, and that was just being on that stage was, was amazing yeah. because all of our guitar heroes were pretty much on that stage at one yeah. point. Yeah. It was definitely a frequent. Yeah, until we got done playing. I don't know if I, <laughs> yeah. So we're all pretty young. It's like if you've ever seen that SpongeBob episode, no, no, that's no. what they need to do with Harpo's. Push it and get it <laughs> somewhere else. That place has so much potential, man. It does. Oh, I know. Uh, I was, uh, I saw Deicide there. Uh, it was a couple years ago now. Hell yeah. Three, nice. four years. Um, but yeah, I was dangerous. Yeah, I was. I was sad. <laughs> <laughs> I was sad at the condition because it there was a heavy mold smell in there, and I'm like, because I remember oh, back yeah, back in the day, dude. I saw a fucking Anthrax open for Raven there, and Shit. you know Armored Saint, and I saw at the gates there. I saw Dissection <clears throat> there. I saw Morbid That's Angel there. Right. You know, fucking yeah. So well, that, a fun fact for you, that mold smell, it's still there. Yeah. <laughs> I saw a bottom there in 2012, and the mold was still there, and someone got shot. Someone oh, got shot there. So yeah. I saw, uh, I think, uh, I don't know, a few months before everything got locked down, I think I saw uh, Destruction there. Destruction, Warbringer, oh. Jungle Rod. Jungle I remember walking a bit uh, with the girl I was dating at the time. I just took a big whiff. I was like, yep, that's not normal. <laughs> well, another well, after this comes up, we're definitely not going to be allowed to play there. Yeah. <laughs> we I, do yeah. love you, Marco, so we're, we're happy to play there. Just fix know. the money. <laughs> I was going to say, I don't think Rose, Roosevelt's going to be listening, but, you know, if he is, you know, he'll, he'll let it slide. But anyway, I wanted to let you guys know that my uh, kind of a fun fact, all of my major injuries in the pit have occurred at, at Harpo's. Um, had my knee dislocated at, at overkill and my nose broken at grip. So there you go. The worst thing I've ever seen from on stage was way back in the day in 2004, like in my first band I was ever in, we opened up for uh, Evergrey, Bodum, and Eister on Eister Earth's. Uh, Interesting lineup. What was, what Eister was Earth it? is awesome. With the yeah. rip, it was with the Ripper, the Glorious Burden Tour. And I watched somebody take off their boot and beat somebody with it in the pit while we were on stage. And at the time, I think it was like 16. I didn't, wasn't trying to process that. I mean, should I tell somebody? Like, oh, <laughs> Dude, do you remember at, uh, at DTE when we saw Bodum uh, at Gigant uh, Tour? His lady, was getting, his lady was getting carried out on a stretcher and her leg was shaped like a lightning bolt. Ooh. It was just, oh, oh, man. it was just, dude, it was so, dude. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It was, she should have been standing there. Dude. <laughs> That was very brutal. I mean, that, that was that was insane. I've never seen because after that, before. the mud pies kept getting flown around. Everyone just kept ripping out chunks of grass and just chucking. I swear to God, I think somebody was like started it and they were trying to throw it at the band just so they get noticed. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It's hard to do that from the from the grass, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Cool. Hey, That's I the give them props for thinking they can't. Okay? Everybody in the grass takes <laughs> layer and just shoots. Everywhere they go, it's, it's that, was, that was an insane, it's uh, tremendous. Yeah, that was an insane time. <laughs> uh, so guys, I really appreciate you being on Fans with Bands. Fantastic to talk with you. I've got one last question. Um, it's sort of controversial, so hopefully, it won't break up the band. Oh, um, but, it's Metallica uh, or Megadeth. Metallica is holding the crown. I was about to say Anthony kind of knocked right. out of the part with the free for all who would come out on top of it. No, the the question is, pineapple on pizza or no pineapple on pizza? Hell yeah! yeah right. Right. Pineapple right. on pizza, of course. Absolutely not. Hell no! <laughs> Absolutely. All right, go ahead, Sean. Well, say your wrong answer. <laughs> All right, well, these two can go to fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yeah. I have one pizza is the fucking best pizza. Yeah. Fuck you if you disagree. <laughs> that shit is the mad note. Hell yeah. Absolutely not. Oh, man. You can't even say no because I had pineapple on the pizza. No. You're fucking hell. Hey, we're in a dead tie right now. 
tiebreaker, TJ. All right, so for me, absolutely. I love yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love it. I mean, dude, pineapple <laughs> and jalapeno peppers. Oh, hell. I'm not coming to Christmas. I'm not coming to Christmas anymore. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to fight it for my birthday party. Hey. Fuck that. You're not getting Christmas cards this year. Hey. <laughs> Anybody that's listening and looking for a singer, let me know. He'll be up there. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony, how about you? It, it sounds like you're... Oh, de- definitely yeah. pineapple on pizza. Right. God damn right. Wow, you guys are really low in that ranking. B! Wow. Pineapple, bacon, and hot. <laughs> 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 right? I'm going I'm I'm to even it out for, for Tim and Brandon because I, I say fuck pineapple. That fuck that. Hell yeah. Thing. So here, we'll, we're going to have a pay-per-view event probably in the next week or so. So you'll be able to catch that free-for-all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the losers have to eat the kind of pizza they don't like. Yep. There and you go. go. Yes, there's a pizza place in Westland called Taste of 80s that I was looking forward to treating and these boys to slice tomorrow. Of, slice of 80s. now it's just <laughs> Right, right, me those pizzas. <laughs> 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 I used to work there. Fuck that place. Yeah. Well, don't worry about it. <laughs> anyway, Pineapple. Hey, Matt. Matt, if you're, if you're listening to this, fuck you. You're a horrible man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great. Now we can't eat there. Now we can't eat there anyway. But anyway, we got pizza in Westland. We're looking for a place now because I thought I had the right answer. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Axe. Oh, my God. Well, guys. <laughs> Thanks a lot. This has been awesome. I can't wait for the new, the rest of the EP. Um, and I will definitely come and check out a show. I can't make it tomorrow, but I will definitely be at one. So thank December you. December 10th at the Diesel. All right, brothers. Peace. And we're playing with the uh, boys tomorrow. Later. Right. Thank you for having us. See ya. See ya. See ya. See ya. All right. Later. Thanks to Brandon, Tim, Dave, Sean, TJ, Crystal, and Tony for joining me on this episode of Fans of Bands. Check out the latest single from Salvation's End called Monarch off their upcoming album. For a blistering heavy metal experience, go see Salvation's End live on January 15th at the Vortex Concert Club in Akron, Ohio. These guys shred. You gotta check it out. These are tough times for everyone in the creative industries such as music. Your support of live streaming, purchasing music, and merchandise is critical. If you can help out your local artists, please do. If you are in the Michigan area, consider following the Playing in the Detroit Area Tonight Facebook page. It is a place for fans and bands to support each other and share our combined love of music. Thank you all so much for listening. Be sure to hit subscribe on your favorite podcast service to get each and every episode of Fans with Bands. Spread the word by rating the show and leaving a comment. We want to hear what you think. You can keep in touch by following us on social media. This is a Life in Michigan production. Until next time, be well and kick out the jams. <laughs>